Hello and welcome to the JR's Gaming Podcast, where we talk about the rise of Nintendo and what this great gaming franchise has in store for us in the future of gaming, and of course, the country from which it was born, Japan. I'm your host, Judah Terry, and today I'm joined by me, myself, and I once again. It is just a solo episode today, guys, from just me. This is very interesting it's like because I'm, I'm used to just being like how are you doing Rowan I'm used, I'm, I'm, I'm used to asking the co-host how he's doing whoever's doing the show with me uh, but no I'm just alone like I've always been in life just alone and sad with no friends just yeah alone <laughs> but anyway yeah it's just me today guys because unfortunately um I had an appointment uh, today, and then I, right, when, when Rome was free to record the podcast, then he was doing something else, and our schedules kind of collided, so we were just, we, we can't, it's, he's a very busy man, and so am I, so unfortunately our schedule just didn't didn't work out for today, so it's just going to be me doing the podcast today, and I would usually get on another of our members to do the podcast with me, but they're all so busy, uh, Eli's busy, so um, yeah, it's just me, but anyway, how, is, how, is it, how are you guys all doing, I hope you're doing very well, my my week was good, I think. My week was very good. Um, today, or this week, I, I actually signed up for a free trial for Nintendo uh, membership online. Um, I've never actually used Nintendo membership online because I've only kind of got my Nintendo Switch this summer. Um, but yeah, I used the membership online for the free trial, which you guys can get today. I'd recommend it. So I thought I would uh, tell you what I think of the tre- free trial for, for a little opener to this podcast so yeah i've been uh it's it's, it's good it, it, the thing is it's um it's not exactly a free trial uh it doesn't it doesn't kind of show you everything that's available to someone with uh, a membership because the membership has perks right and you have it with a with the perks you can get like different characters as to be your like profile picture you can get uh free games and exclusive offers uh, they don't let you have any of that which was which really annoyed me i was like ah. Oh. I was I was thinking of just getting away with it and just getting all the perks for like seven days, you know, just just a bit like Discord Nitro where you can get a free trial for a month and you can use all the perks. I'm pretty sure I, I think anyway with Discord Nitro free trial, but with Nintendo membership online, it literally does not give you any perks at all. It only lets you play online on Nintendo games, which is okay uh, because that is kind of the meat of the bones of the the the, the whole point of the membership online, really, isn't it? Is to play with your friends. Uh, with, but you have to pay, which is which is just a bloody rip off from Nintendo. Really, they shouldn't be doing that. Uh, but yeah, it was it was it was good. It was great. I, th- I I would say because I've actually not got much Nintendo games. I've only got three. Uh, I've only got. Ooh, I realised I've only got like two bought Nintendo games. I need to really stock up my collection. Um, I really do. I've got um, Nin- Animal Crossing: New Horizons and Xenoblade Chronicles: Definitive Edition. They're my only two Nintendo games I've got, and then I've got No Man's Sky. Which is a cross-platform game, but for the Switch, by the way, if you're, if you're playing No Man's Sky like I do on the Switch, you can't play with other players. That's just restricted for the Switch, which is really annoying, very annoying. Um, but yeah, uh, as I was saying, I I got this free membership thing uh, from Nintendo. The, the the free trial that you get only once for seven days. It's seven day free trial. I'm on my second day now, or is it third? I think it's the third actually. Uh, yeah, I'm on my third day, and uh, it was very good because I, I actually used it to play online with Animal Crossing. And uh, this this is my I was gonna, I was going to talk about this. My views on the Animal Crossing New Horizons uh, online play option. It's very fun when you're playing with other players, but it's 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 not as good as New Leafs option because back in back with those who for those of you who not played Animal Crossing New Leaf, it was the game before New Horizons on the 3DS, and that had like a hub that you would go to called Capins Island, and like you would I remember those good old days back in like 2017, 2016. I would like you know hop on the internet for free. By the way, the 3DS was free internet. You could go to the little Capins Island. You'd meet up with the players. You'd all play together. You could like exchange friend codes make friends on new leaf very easily uh and basically the hub was some it's like um Cappins island was a hub where you went to meet new players new horizons just does not have a hub at all like you cannot there there is actually no way for you to see other players uh unless you join the discord server uh for animal crossing uh, which I did, uh, because they've they've got uh, they've kind of made they've kind of saved the day there with a makeshift hub, uh, where it's called Hangout Island Hangouts. It's one of the channels. Like I think it's over like 
20,000 or 30,000, if not more, members in this Discord server. It's massive. It's like the official Discord server for Animal Crossing. Um, and yeah, and, and, and in the uh, in the server, you can there's this little channel there called Island Hangouts where you can put your Dodo code because you get a Dodo code when you open your island up, and you can invite other players, and and that's the way that you meet other players. Um, so yeah, a bit a bit annoying, I guess. It's a bit long because I think uh, there's one there was there was a time I think yesterday I was I was I was wanting to play with some people online, um, so I went to the Discord server, I typed in, "Is anyone free to play?" and just no one replied. It was just a dead. So I was waiting for like a good twenty minutes till someone popped onto the channel. and was like, "Oh yeah, I'm free." So it's it's a bit annoying because like New Leaf would set you up straight away with someone to play with. New Horizons, you've got to go to the Discord server, otherwise you're kind of doomed, really. You, unless you play with your other friends that have New New Horizons. But it's, in terms of meeting new people, it's uh, pretty hard on New New Horizons. But with that wall kind of out the way with the discord server i was very very happy th this week to play with lots of other players i was i was playing with um loads of people uh i invited them out of them we were doing trades we were doing exploration it was very fun actually it, it was still still great time so 100 percent, i would recommend new horizons uh online the membership does make up for that and i've been using my free day trial and i've decided that i'm going to be getting the nintendo membership um, yeah, the twelve months. You can you can pay uh, seventeen, I think something about seventeen pounds in the UK. So seventeen pounds for uh, twelve months, which is really good, really good. I think yeah, it would be good if we didn't even have to pay at all. But so be it. We have to accept that Nintendo have decided that. Um, but yeah, it's seventeen pounds in the UK, which is very affordable, really. Um, if you were a gamer with free money lying about, 12 months, that 17 quid is not that bad. But if you want to get um, like some of the biggest exclusive offers, like that, like you can get uh, money off of the Nintendo 64 controller. Like there's some little perks here and there like that. You have to pay 36 pounds, which is not not negotiable with me. I'm not paying that much bloody money. No way. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. I thought I'd just talk about that. Really, this week has been very uneventful. I've just been, again, not much, not much going on for me. Just, uh, yeah, just the switch. I, I thought I thought I'll get this this free membership um, for seven day, a seven day free trial. And it's okay. It's not it's not exactly a, a trial really because it's meant to be a trial. It's meant to give you like it's meant to give you like um, an idea of what you're gonna get if you pay, and it didn't really. It just kind of gives you the option to play online. That's it. They don't give you any perks, which is understandable, I guess. But yeah, but yeah, this week I've just been doing that, and it was, it's been very fun. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> My life is not very eventful right now. Therefore, I think without further ado, we should hop on to the news of the week. Um, of course, Rowan has actually chosen the news of the week, so we're going into this new. I'm very excited to see what we've got here in the news. Now, I'm going to take a swig of my coffee, then we'll carry on. Mmm. I love good coffee. Instant coffee. Unhealthy, but delicious. Um, okay. So, Nintendo news of the week. What has been going down this week? Uh, story number one. It says the Simpsons meets Mario Kart in a bizarre TV mashup. That sounds very interesting. Never did I think I'd be talking about the Simpsons and Nintendo in one word, but we'll have to in one sentence. So we'll have to see what's going on here. The Simpsons is somehow still a thing in 2024, regardless of what we think. It's still an overall quality. It's still overall quality. However, there's no denying that the cartoon is able to pull off some truly weird and wacky crossovers. While presumably not an official crossover by any means, the show has recently strayed into the realm of Mario Kart, with a bizarre dream sequence uh, in which Lisa Homer, Milhouse, and, uh, and, and more partake in a race on what appears to take on the racing franchise's Rainbow Road. Oh god, I hate that, that, that course. Rainbow Road should go to hell. Uh, thanks, Eurogamer. The characters are even uh, dressed to resemble those from Mario Kart, with Lisa uh, donning an instantly recognisable uh, cap. Guessing it's like the Super Mario cap. Um, Nelson sp uh, sporting a spiny shell. And Ralph Wiggum rocking a giant mushroom hat. Very droll. That is very interesting. That has, that's definitely uh, intrigued me at the most. That the Simpsons have finally given a shout-out to the well-loved game by many Mario Kart. 
That is very, very interesting. And it, it, it is here, so it's it's a recent show, because, you know, yeah, it's, it's one of the episodes in 2024. I never really got into The Simpsons. I don't know about you guys, but I never really... I never really got into it. I think when I was a kid, I, I watched some um, Simpsons. Um, it, it, it was it was all right, you know. I, I know I know it's very much a conspiracy theory of a show. Um, I've I've been I've been on TikTok long enough to know that there's loads and loads of TikToks going around like, oh, they've predicted the future, and it's all very in your face. The Simpsons know everything. It's always intrigued me. I've got to say that Simpsons is just like a very famous cartoon. Um, series that's like kind of never stopped it's just constantly going on um with some very recognizable and lovable characters and uh it's just funny to think that they've predicted a lot of things like this is kind of a, a different topic to nintendo now they've predicted things like coronavirus donald trump being president they, they predicted all this stuff and it is quite interesting like i have no answers for how the heck they did that and now their 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 recent episode i think was like oh alien invasion and i'm like oh shit that 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 <laughs> i don't want to know um <laughs> if they predicted everything else now they're saying oh aliens coming <laughs> hopefully not hopefully aliens do not come um but yeah very interesting simpsons i i'm not really that into them but uh this is now slipped in to the Nintendo news because Simpsons have now given out Mario Kart. I don't know what to say about this really. It's, it's kind of funny. It's kind of cool. It's it's a nice little Easter egg into the Nintendo games really. If, you, if you're a Simpsons fan and you're a Mario Kart fan, I guess that's quite a nice little thing to look at. You know, you're just watching a Simpsons episode and it's like, ooh, Mario Kart. So, oh, that's, that's interesting. It, it's just very nice. I, I like it when, um, like, I don't know, Maybe a movie or something you're watching has a reference to your favourite game or favourite pastime uh, memory from like your childhood or something or something you like. Like I think that's just quite a nice thing to do, really, to see a crossover. So if you're a fan of Simpsons, uh, listening to this, and you're a fan of Mario Kart, I guess this this be quite a, a, a blissful time for you to see Mario Kart and Simpsons just cross over like this. Very interesting, though. I. I mean, I'm not surprised because Mario Kart is possibly one of the biggest family-orientated and fun social games there is out there right now. Like, it's like I'm pretty sure every next person and your next-door neighbour and your mum knows what Mario Kart is. So it's like, <laughs> it's no surprise to me that Simpsons have included it in their episode. But that is a very nice thing. Um, I don't think they've... For, for, for obvious reasons, they've not been directly quoting of Mario Kart. They've not been like Super Mario himself has appeared. They've just kind of... I, I like how they've been very careful um, with with kind of marketing this uh, Mario Kart scene in one of the episodes because, of course, it's not licensed by Nintendo in any way. As the news article just said, it's not Nintendo-based. Um, so Nintendo didn't give them permission, so... Therefore, they've had to be very careful. They've not directly said this is Mario Kart. It's just like a scene where they've they've added in similarities that will make you recognise that it's Mario Kart, like the the cap that she's wearing, the spiny shell. Um, I, I can see I can see why. I, I I am interested though to think would Nintendo do a crossover with The Simpsons? And if I'm being, in, I'm not. Have they already done that? I'm not sure. They may have. Something's telling me I've seen something in the eShop that's been Simpson-y. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think... I'm, I'm wondering if Nintendo would ever do a crossover because Simpsons is mass massive. My my uncle, actually, who is... Um, uh, I think he works, for, yeah, he works for Universal Studios and he helps out with Marvel, uh, uh, Marvel stuff. So he writes books for Marvel, he writes scores of music for movies and stuff. Very, very jealous of him. He's got a great job out there and he lives in, he lives in LA, uh, Los Angeles. He did some work with The Simpsons as a company once. I think I remember him telling me, I think this is quite a few years ago, he did some Simpsons work, uh, which was really cool. Um, I remember my uncle's into The Simpsons, so... Simpsons. Oh, I find it's hard to say Simpsons. My dyslexia is killing me every single fucking second. Uh, but uh, yeah, it is that I, I, I mean, my uncle did this, so my uncle worked with Simpsons for a bit. So that's my only sort of thing I know. Like I've, I never got into it again. But this is this is very interesting. Like, I like it. I like how Mario Kart is gracing even the Simpsons. It's it's very it's a very big game. Um, I have interest. I would love to know how much money Mario Kart alone has brought in to Nintendo. Let's just forget 
the current Mario Kart game out there, 8, Del 8 Deluxe. Let's talk about every single Mario Kart game that exists. Like, we're talking Game Boy, Mario Kart DS, Mario Kart Wii, like, all of them combined. How much money? Oh, it's got to be over a billion, like, at least just gracing over a billion because Mario Kart is just so massive I've got to know now I'll probably come back to the next episode with an answer to how much money Mario Kart has made but yeah I think that's very very nice that, that they've crossed over there nothing much else to say now before we move on to story number two I must take another drink from my coffee it's funny because usually I would I would let Ryan do some talking then I would drink my coffee but now it's just me it's kind of like an awkward silence while I drink my coffee. There's no one else to fill the silence. So if you would excuse me while I take another drink of my coffee. That was a rather long pause. Sorry about that. I just finished off the entire mug. Um, that was a very nice coffee. Uh, but now... Story number two this week in the Nintendo news. Uh, we have uh, 80s, very retro uh, story coming up here. And, and the title reads, um, Rare 80s Super Mario figures have been preserved by 3D scanning. Very interesting. I love a bit of retro stuff, so let's let's dive straight in. The article says they're back at it. They're back at it again with another set of awesome figures from Bandai. Uh, I'm guessing it's Bandai Namco. Uh, that would uh, have otherwise remained lost in relentless passage of time. Uh, this time around, we're looking at a complete set of Keshi rubber fig figures from the Bandai based on the uh, from the Bandai based on the Super Mario Bros. franchise. Uh, the, uh, these things are about as rare as they come, but thanks to Keshi corner they uh, have now been preserved via 3d scanning and can be ac uh, accessed via the internet archive originally released in 1986 uh, these figures are among the earliest super mario merchandise having launched just one year after the debut of super mario bros from the famicon in japan in addition to the figures, an original Gachapon uh, mount has also been scanned and preserved. These essentially act as an advertisement for the figures themselves. So, um, for all the retro fans out there who love their good old items, as, as I do myself, this is a very good scoop of news. We have found possibly the, the earliest of the models of Nintendo merchandise for Super Mario. Um, so Super Mario came out in 1985. That was when Super Mario released as a game franchise, as a game series. It was first released. I think when it released, that was... I think within the first year, it started selling really well before it, I think, hit um, overseas sales. Because I've got the Super Mario Encyclopedia, which is actually on my shelf behind me for the video listeners. It's, it's very visible in my camera shot. Um... I was reading up about it, and um, I think Super Mario didn't take off properly uh, until um, the first Super Mario Bros. game was probably released. Like, the first ever, like, platform 2D jumping game. Because Super Mario was actually under a different name, I think, when he was first ever created. Um, because he was actually in a um, Donkey Kong game. Uh, that was, I think, the first ever appearance Mario had. And you had to save... Peach from Donkey Kong by going up these little ledges. And that was the first ever Super Mario thing. And then they kind of, I think, um, <clears throat> uh, Miyamoto, the creator of Mario, and the other guy that created Mario. Um, there's, there was two people involved with creating Mario. I forgot his other name. Um, oh, I had his name there in my mind, but I forgot now. Another Japanese dude. Um, they basically... They then after shortly after that appearance with Mario and Donkey Kong, they created the first ever Super Mario game. That of course that took off. That just got really. It was very catchy, and it's just very interesting to think all the way back then. It's just lost in time. Like how long ago that is. We've, we've now had over thirty-five to almost forty years of Mario coming up now. Super Mario has been around for almost in a few years forty years, and that is insane. Um, and he, I think Super Mario has paved the childhood of decades of generations, including mine. Um, it's just amazing to think it all started in 1985. Before that, no one knew what Mario was. Um, and so, just a year after, because due to the excess of, of Super Mario, they've obviously come out with these figures. And um, 
just like most things uh, as they get older, some things get lost in time, as have a lot of things uh, with big companies. There's a lot of merchandise, I think, out there that someone probably has stuffed down their sofa. <laughs> like some, some, someone's grandma definitely has a Bowser uh, from like 1985 or something that's just stuffed up in the loft or just down the sofa that no one knows about. And they're like, oh, look at this. Look what I found. And they, they, they're about to throw it in the bin and then the grandson sees it and he's like, no, that is very important. That is a, a retro figure. I can imagine it happening right now. Just like, because the, 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 if you think about it, the, the original, I'm trying to think about these figures um, have been discovered. They've had to have. They've had to be like preserved. <laughs> they use the word pre preservation, like preserved with 3D scanning, and they're like they're probably going to get put in the Nintendo Museum or something because, you know, it, I'm interested to see who found them. Like I, I really am starting to think of this theory where the person that discovered these items, they were definitely in a grandma's biscuit tin, <laughs> like like just stuffed down the side. Of a, of a of a of an old sofa in a biscuit tin, and there's, there's a grandma and her grandson's cleaning out the room, and she's like, "Bro, at least stupid Mario And they're like, "No, that's very retro. We need to report this." So I I, I am very interested. How did they find these figures? It, it doesn't say. It just says um, um, we're looking at a complete set of Keshi uh, rubber figures. It's just really interesting to think that these are not these are like unheard of to be on sale anymore like these there's no way these are being sold anymore these are like the very first of ever super mario merchandise and it's kind of been lost in time as it said here like this been there's been so many other merchandise of super mario been released and spin-offs and other stuff that these sort of things are going to get lost especially when it's that old this is very old actually so I wonder how much they're going to sell for. I don't think they're going to sell them, though. It doesn't really talk about them being sold. It just says they are accessible to look at via Internet Archive. And the Nintendo Muse Museum has been announced that is going to be opening, I think, this year. It may have already opened, I don't know. Uh, the Nintendo Museum, the very first Nintendo Museum based in Japan. Um, I think it's Osaka or Kyushu. I forgot whereabouts, which district it's actually opening in. But the Nintendo Museum, I think this is going to go there. I think these figures are going to go there. This would contribute greatly to the 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 uh, what's it called exhibition. I think if they have an exhibition and like talking about how Super Mario started and how it went from there, I think these Super Mario figures that have been discovered would be really really cool in the museum. If I'm being honest rather than in someone's biscuit tin, which they probably are right now. Um, but, yeah, this, this is a really good, cool find, and it generally is a really sick piece of news. Because um, I, I always love it when this happens, when we discover a piece of nostalgia, a piece of the past. And while I say piece of the past, I'm going to turn my lamp on because it's getting dark in the room. Whoa! That is bright, God almighty. Um... Yeah, I definitely need to get a proper ring light. Uh, but yeah, anyway, um, I I'm a massive fan of retro myself. I love a good retro game. I've always loved the old Super Mario games. And and this is just... I mean, for a lot of people... Like, I'm imagining imagining you're a kid that grew up in the 80s. Uh, and you're... Well, I think if someone's in, in, born in the 80s, they'll be in their 40s, 30s now. If you see these figures, it's probably going to be... Uh, like, I'm getting to so at least some people... There's going to be some recognition there. So someone's going to be like, oh, I remember seeing them in a shop. It's like a piece of nostalgia that's been unlocked. And, and nostalgia is a, is a very big thing. Like, I think nostalgia is not important to, to people. I'm kind of going on a rant now, but yeah, nostalgia is, uh, is not really recognised until you start to get old. I've noticed that. And I'm not by any means old, I don't think. Even though I feel old. Even though I'll say I'm old and people say, no, you're young. I am 19 years old this year. And it's uh, shockingly scary. I can't. I didn't. I, d I didn't want time to go this fast. Like when you're a kid, I think. When you're a kid, you start to 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 wish time away quite quickly. I remember when I was 12, 13. I was like, I want to be an adult now. I want to have all the stuff. I want to have all the responsibilities of an adult. And now, mate, I'm 19, going on 20 next year. I'm like, actually, I actually want to go back to those days when I was a kid because it's like. The, the the adult life is way it looks very glamorize glamorize it's very glamorizing when we're little, and when you're actually on the way to an adult like I'm now this is this year is my last year of teenhood, and it's like if there's anything life's taught me it's like really do take life slow take every day as it comes because I think 
and it, it, I think in the, it's only been like this year and last year I've really started to reminisce. Like I, I've looked back on my life and been like, those were some golden moments back in those days. These were, this is nostalgia. Like I feel nostalgic now. I've never felt nostalgic before really until now like now i'm i think i now i'm leaving my teenhood i'm going into adult years now i think that's uh, i think a lot of other people probably can relate to me they start to feel nostalgic around this sort of time in 17 18 19 years old when you're leaving your teen years behind you when you're becoming an adult you start to really look at things and and, and, and like i look at i look at i look at things and i'm like wow where did time go like there's there's many things that aren't around anymore that were around when I was a kid. Like there's products, there's TV shows that have just stopped, that have been discontinued, and it's just like you feel very nostalgic about it when you look at it and you're like, oh, when you when you're scrolling on the internet and I don't know something will come up, like come up with a piece of your past in it. You're like, oh, and you you have that tingly feeling of that that was nostalgic. And so I'm guessing, yeah, I mean that was a small little rant, I guess, about nostalgia. But this has got to be a piece of nostalgia for some. Not myself. I was not born in the 80s. Uh, I'm born in 2005, 2000, 2000s gang guys. Uh, so I would not relate. But I'm guessing this is very nostalgic. And I and I love I love a good retro piece of art, a good a good retro piece of 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 culture or item. I'm kind of speaking out my ass, trying to sound cool. <laughs> but yeah, I, it, all, all jokes aside, this is really, really cool. And I think this should go in the museum. What do you guys think? I think this should go in the Nintendo Museum. Um, yeah, that's all I've got to say, really. Um, I like how it's been scanned. It's been scanned to be preserved by 3D scanning. I don't know what 3D scanning is. I know what 3D printing is. And I sound quite dumb, but I'll need to probably do some like research after this podcast episode and be like, what on earth is 3D scanning? Because <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, last but not least, but possibly the biggest news story, guys. Um, I thought I'd take this opportunity to talk about the the big elephant in the room. And I'm sure most listeners who are listening in right now are like, why have you not talked about it? But here I am talking about it right now. The Pokemon Direct. The Pokemon Direct was released recently, or I think a few days ago, on the 29th of February. Uh, it was Pokemon Day, and uh, that was probably, I think it was either the 29th or the 27th, actually. It, it was Pokemon Day, and um, the Pokemon Direct was released, and they, they gave us an update on all the new things coming out to do with Pokemon, celebrating so many years with Pokemon. But anyway... Uh, some big announcements were announced in Pokemon Direct, and by the way, this is a spoiler. Now, a spoiler warning for all of you: if you've not yet watched the Pokemon Direct and you don't want me to spoil what's in the direct, I, I, su I suggest you pause the episode right now, go and watch the Pokemon Direct, then come back and listen to what I'm about to say. Because I'm about to say possibly the biggest spoiler and the biggest thing that was announced in Pokemon, the Pokemon Direct, and and yes, it's about Pokemon Legends. Z Z A Z A uh, Z Z A. I think that's how you say it. And it's apparently set entirely within Luminous City or Lumo City, if you want to pronounce it. Uh, I've got a lot to say on this, but first, I thought before we dive into that massive drop that Pokemon released on us, the whole new game, the new Legends game that's coming out in 2025, I thought we'd talk about the Pokemon Direct as a whole because I'm a massive Pokemon fan myself, and I'm sure most of you listening are. Um, there are some really interesting things, uh, updates, in, let's just say, in that in that direct. Of course, we had, let me break down for you, we had the first, I think, update was an update for, I can't remember all of it off the top of my mind, I can remember the big ones. Um, of course, uh, excuse me, of course there was one coming out uh, about, I think, Pokemon Unite had an update, uh, they've got Pokemon Cafe had smaller updates, but one of the, I think, second to biggest announcements within that Pokemon Direct, and I would say go and watch it yourself for everything, because I'm not going to break down everything, but I'm going to talk about what I think, um, was the Pokemon Mobile game, there is a new Pokemon Mobile game gracing the store this year, releasing this year the new Pokemon Mobile game, we've had Pokemon Go, but now we have Pokemon Cards, whatever it's called, we've got this Pokemon Card game now, of course Pokemon Pokemon is a massive franchise, and I think for a lot of us, the card game uh, was a massive also part of 
the card game is literally 50% of Pokemon. Like, if you're not playing the video game, you're probably on the cards playing the card game. Um, and it was in my school, it was a massive thing. I remember that phase where we collect and trade and fight. It's just a really fun game in in, in all. But there's now it's all, it's now all available online. We're going online with the cards, um, which is going to be a very. I was actually speaking to Eli about this, and I, when I when I first spoke to him about it, he was saying it's very interesting because it's like a, it's now going to be a good competitor to Yu-Gi-Oh. And uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! I don't think I've talked that much about Yu-Gi-Oh! on the show, but um, Yu-Gi-Oh! Is a, is a massive franchise of card, uh, strategic card gaming, and I think most of my mates are into it. I, I got into it. I've got Yu-Gi-Oh! cards on the shelf behind me. They're not visible, uh, but they're, 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 they're on the display shelf behind me. I, I did get into Yu-Gi-Oh! for a bit. I collected. I, I learned how to play it. Um, it's very fun. And I think if I had the right amount of time on my hands and money, I would probably I would also be a Yu-Gi-Oh investor because I have friends that are literally just invested in Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh is the thing for them. Like, you know, if someone's not out there spending all their money on drink and drugs, it's Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon, which is these are wholesome hobbies, right? And most of my mates uh, do that. They invest. Their hobby is Yu-Gi-Oh. So all their savings, all their money, it goes towards Yu-Gi-Oh. They're always going to save up for a new for a new deck. Like one of my good mates, he actually goes to tournaments like every weekend. Like he's always going up and down the country, Nottingham, Manchester, you name it, London. He's going to all these events. Uh, that are hosting Yu-Gi-Oh tor tournaments and uh, and he plays against other people and wins prizes like money and food tickets and I'm like wow uh, and he like invests hundreds if not if almost a thousand pounds into his Yu-Gi-Oh sets and I'm like wow man I I, I don't even I wouldn't do that so Yu-Gi-Oh is a massive thing and uh, Yu-Gi-Oh is also playable online that was my original point it's um, it's playable online as well as in it, in physical card form and Pokemon has never done that Pokemon has never really had an online game it's always been um, it's never had an official card uh, card online version of itself it's always been in 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 in, in the flesh in the cards if, if that makes sense but now Pokemon are moving to online their actual card game is now going to be available on mobile and um, they may of course I think in the future probably make that game available on things like Xbox, PlayStation and Switch because like Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Master which is off, I think the biggest uh, which is the Yu-Gi-Oh! Online which we will play That's that I think first came out on mobile and then it came out onto other platforms like the Xbox, Switch, blah 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 so I think that this is this is the first time ever getting a Pokemon card game which I think is very interesting do I think it will do well? I'm, I don't know I honestly don't know uh, because the Pokemon card uh... I've noticed the Pokemon uh, card people are getting, I think, slowly n not popular. I think Yu-Gi-Oh! is taking over in that aspect. I think, uh, I'm not saying it's died or anything, there's still tournaments people go to. And, and I think a lot of Pokemon has moved to digital anyway. Like, a lot of the Pokemon tournaments out there are on screen, like they're, they're on screen battle. Like, there's these massive tournaments up and down the country of the UK where you battle on the switch right um so using your online pokemon but you strategic strategies to beat them so pokemon itself is kind of going is, is going on the online direction it's it's heading towards online gameplay um <clears throat> but i've not and i've seen the card the, the the card game is kind of i'm not saying it's not popular it's definitely popular but i can see it slowly getting unpopular as Yu-Gi-Oh takes over as the next big competitor of competitor of card games in that aspect so i think this is a very smart move from the pokemon company to actually put this the famous card game onto uh onto onto online let's just take a drink hang on um yeah given how most of our Pokemon stuff is now going online. It's all going online. It's all games. I think this is a very smart move. And I think it will get do well. I think I might download it. Because if you don't... Here's the thing. If you don't want to go and invest in packs and invest your money, I'm pretty sure this mobile game is free. And you can get like packs at free packs a day. Um, so you can play the game without cost. Which is a very smart move. Because... Um, that means that more people will download it, more revenue coming to them for free. Uh, so, 
I'm I was very interested by that release. Uh, other updates they updated things like Pokemon Cafe, other small but small updates, not anything that important, I don't think. Um, <clears throat> but here's the thing. Um, we were not expecting this. Now, now let's talk about the, the elephant in the room. The new game has been announced. The next Pokemon game has been announced. The next spin-off game. The next Legends game, right? Our first Legends game of Pokemon was Pokemon Arceus, which was an absolute and utter chaos. It was rubbish. It was all, probably the most awful Pokemon game to ever exist, in my opinion. I hate the game. Arceus is bad, to the point where we actually hosted the Pokemon Arceus debate on this podcast um, because me and Rowan, my co-host, feel so strongly about the game. It's just such a shit. It's, it's, it's rubbish. It's such a bad game. And um, everything, everything about it. The storyline was dry. It was mid. And, uh, you know, the storyline wasn't that bad in the grand scheme of things, but it was the most driest story. Like, it was it was so boring. And then the graphics for Arceus were absolutely abhorrently dark bad like bad like it was worse than roblox like it was so bad like you it, like in the uh, like pools of water on the ground you could count the sides it was that bad there was no smooth everything spawned in is it just i can't i don't want to start ranting about it again because we did host an update on this podcast go check it out the pokemon Arce go and check it out it's the pokemon Arceus debate and actually no one won the debate there was no winning answer we just came to an agreement that we would agree to disagree. Like, no one won the debate. We just kind of said our sides clashed and were like, yes, this is what we think. <laughs> and, and yeah, no one won the debate. Spoilers. No one won the debate. They didn't win. We didn't win. We just... We both have very good opinions, I think. They, their opinion, I don't know about their opinion. Their opinion was that it was okay, and I'm like, no, it wasn't worth it. So yeah, the the first the first ever Legends game. It's a great idea. I really like the idea of going back into the lore where Pokemon started, uh, but it was really badly executed in Arceus. Like they really messed it up. Um, it was just so horrible. So I'm hoping that this one will be better and they'll redeem themselves. That it's a better make and graphics actually catches up to their brain. So let's have a look and see what this news article has to say about Pokemon Legends Z to A. Past Pokemon games have typically required aspiring trainers to go out and explore the world. But the newly announced Pokemon Legends Z to A um, Nintendo, for Nintendo Switch systems could be a little different. In case you missed the initial announcement, this upcoming release will supposedly be set entirely within Lum uh, Lumos... I've always got it wrong, the spelling, but I'm going to try it. Lumos City, right? Lumos City. While we don't know the exact scale, it's going to be quite big. The same city we originally noticed uh, that first appeared in the 2013 release, Pokemon X and Y. Uh, although the city in the 3DS uh, entries were already quite large, the teaser video for uh, Pokemon for the video Z to A mentioned how Luminos uh, Lumos would be uh, would undergo an urban redevelopment. All this combined has already to led to quite a bit of speculation on social media and elsewhere online about the size of the game and what kind of gameplay mechanics might be featured. If it is like other open world free roaming city games, nowadays it could end up being absolutely mega in scale. It would be impossible for the development team to implement different biomes either. It it could even potentially feature completely different areas within, within the city or in the immediate Kalos region surroundings for players to access and just imagine all the buildings we won't be able to enter. Well, let me just take another drink, then we'll, then we'll talk about that. So, a very interesting announcement, um, and, and big announcement, don't get me wrong, is the next Legends game. It's taking place all in... Lumos City. Now, Lumos City, this is a a really good trip down memory lane here. Again, nostalgia. Lumos City was first ever featured in Pokemon Y, which is my favourite Pokemon game of all time. Because it was the first one I played um, in the series. I, I, then, I, then I played all the other ones. Um... Rowan actually bought, uh, got me the game. Um, it was his, and then he didn't. He couldn't catch Jigglypuff. It was back in my secondary school days. I think it was either primary or secondary school. So I grew up with Rowan, and he came into the schoolyard, um, and I said, "Have you got any DS games you don't want anymore?" And he was like, "Yes, Pokemon Y," and he gave me it for free. And I was like, "Why? Why are you giving this to me?" And he was like, "Oh, I couldn't catch Jigglypuff." 
I can catch Jigglypuff. So, bless him. Rowan gave up the entire game just because he couldn't catch Jigglypuff. Bless him. Uh, that, I, I always find that funny. Um, like, imagine giving up an entire game just because you couldn't catch Pokemon. There's, there's all hope to God that Rowan catches the Jigglypuff in his next Pokemon game. Oh, God. But, this is very big, and it's very big and very interesting, to say the least. They, they're including an old city that's very nostalgic for most of us, uh, Lumos City. And Lumos City is a very interesting layout. Let's talk about the layout of the city. Um, I'm pretty sure we all are aware, if you've played Pokemon Y, it's just, um, it's like, they've got a massive tower uh, in the middle of the city, and then surrounding it are just blocks and rises and houses, right? So the city is surrounding one massive tower, and there's, like, um, streets going within to the actual tower. So there's the streets, there's streets and alleyways that go towards the tower, and then everything else is built around it, like surrounding a massive tower, uh, similar to the city of Leicester, actually. There's a, there's a city in the UK called Leicester, and uh, it reminds me vaguely of Lumos City, uh, because Leicester has a clock tower in the middle of their city, and um, it's a city in the north of the UK, north of London. It's not far from where I live, actually, uh, in, within Leicestershire, and the city of Leicester has this massive... Well, not massive, but it has, like, a big clock tower, and then there's loads of streets going within towards the clock tower. So in some in some respects, Leicester is like a mini version of Lumos City, but Lumos is bigger. Um, so yeah, Lumos City is a very interesting layout. And now, I only came to kind of learn of this recently. This game is not set anywhere else apart from the city. Now, that's very interesting. Like, this game's going to be very interesting, because we've never actually had a Pokemon game that, did, that has done that before. We've always... Every single Pokemon game that's been released has always been within a world. You know, you could go to different regions of the of the current region that you're, that the game's set in. But no, this is the... This is a very interesting thing they've done. They've set the entire thing in one place, which can only mean for one thing. It's going to be limited... But will it be limited? There's so, there's so many questions I'm asking because this is uh, they they're setting it in, they're, they're setting it all in just one place. And Lumos City in Pokemon Y isn't that big, but but again, you couldn't really access it that much. Yeah, it, it was it was 2013 3DS game. You could go in some of the buildings. It's kind of miniature down, I guess, because this is Nintendo Switch and because this is now 2025. That's going to get released. It's it's, it's modern day. Uh, it's uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They're going to have to make it really big. Like that's the only thing I've got. I've got. They're going to have to make the city ten times bigger than it is in the 3DS world. Obviously, otherwise the game will be boring. Like, uh, and I'm I'm trying to think. Would you get lost? If it literally is just in a massive city, and I'm interested. I'm interested to see what they make bigger because. Lumos City could be uh, expanded on. To be fair, it's pretty small in the in the game Pokemon Y. Of course, it has to be because it's only it's one of the locations within Pokemon Y. But if you're making a game entirely based on one city, again, that probably is easy for the developers. They're like, oh, but let's all just focus on one place. So probably more detail has been added. Um, I'm guessing the map would it would have to be expanded, obviously, and that does bring a lot more opportunities within this game. Pokemon just based in one city, that would, number one, mean the city would have to be massive. Um, so it would be, a, I think the game would just have a massive city. Like, and yeah, the buildings, it, as I mentioned in this, it's going to be very interesting, like, to go into every single building. Like, will all the buildings be accessible? Um, you know, because if they, this, this, this is the thing, right? If they're making, if they're spending all this, all these, all these years, well, about three, four, this it takes about three years, I think, since the last release of the game to make this game, that would mean that. And, and again, as I've said before, they're they're basing it in one city, so maybe it's making it easier, and maybe it's a wiser decision because the last few Pokemon games have been open world games, and they've not been the greatest. Uh, they've been pretty glitchy, pretty bad. And Arceus is an absolute shit show. But let's talk about um, Scarlet and Violet and Sword and Shield. They were okay, you know, but it wasn't the best. It was still a bit glitchy, and there was every time they tried to patch the game, another issue would pop up. Right? We've never. Had, they've always kind of not patched their games properly due to the the big 
the size of the worlds. So, so I don't know. This is just me talking. I'm not a game developer, but it, it speaks to me. If they're they're doing it all in one location, like one city, maybe it gives them more time. It gives them more time just to work on one area, and they can then they can then do that to the best of their ability. You know, maybe it's going to be a way better quality game. So I I am very intrigued at what this is going to be like because it's not out yet and what from what we know we know it's all in one city and it's the first time Pokemon has done this and you know the amount of opportunity the amount of um opportunities this is this is going to bring like is is it's going to be you're going to get lost <laughs> you're like you're going to have to get a map because We've had big city games before, like, and I do like city games. To be fair, like Watch Dogs, which is actually like completely like London. They based all off London. I think it's called Watchdog or something. That's a really good game. Uh, it's all based in the city. And this is our first city-based Pokemon game. Um, as for catching Pokemon, I'm very interested about how that's going to be like. Um, but because it's uh, it's based on lore, I don't know. It's very interesting because it's not it's not a proper Pokemon game again. So it makes sense to me. It's not a proper Pokemon game. It's it's, it's the next in this Legends series. It's it's the next one after Arceus. So it's going to be a lore based game, and it's they better get it right. That's, that's all I'm going to say because Pokemon fans love their lore, love their Pokemon. And Lumos City is a very much loved city within the Pokemon franchise. And so let's just hope they get it right. Let's hope the game is good and hope it's a good thing to do. And I don't think anyone was expecting it to be announced in this Pokemon Direct. I wasn't announced expecting it, but they've announced it. And I think the more time goes on, the more we'll hear, and the more we'll cover it here on the JR's Gaming Podcast. So stay tuned, guys, because we'll be giving you every single update as it comes out about this new game. But it's a really good... I like the idea. I honestly do like the idea. It's different, but I like different. I like it. I like it's interesting. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be a good opportunity for Pokemon. And I'm very interested to see what happens. But anyway, guys, uh, I'm now gonna we're now gonna take a quick ad break, and then I'll be back with the questions or comments of the week at break time. Sorry to interrupt the episode. I'm Rowan Furt, the co-host of this podcast. If you're a regular listener to our podcast, you would know that me and Judah love to hear from our community. Every single week, we read out your comments and questions on the podcast. One viewer wrote in telling us how they found their wife directly through the popular 3DS game, Pokemon X. Bloody hell, you don't hear that every day. You can become that viewer by writing into our podcast email, jrsgaming135 at gmail.com. That is jrsgaming135 at gmail.com. I know all of you hate ads, so on with the show. And we're back from the ad break um, this week on the on the questions. We've actually had a comment in from YouTube, and every now and again, I like to dive into our YouTube comments and read out a few on the podcast, as well as the emails that we get sent by you guys. But I thought I would uh, read out a comment this week we've had on, on one of our episodes on YouTube, and um, we've got a comment this week from JSYTA, and uh, they say... Uh, this was on our Xbox episode, but we talk about Xbox uh, going in a bad way uh, because they are. But uh, one of one of the people have commented saying, "Actually, Xbox is in a great position right now. I love the direction they are taking the industry as they continue to make a game uh, an accessible medium." So I like this. I like discussion because, of course, we have. I think this this person is disagreeing with what we're saying on the podcast. Um, where we've actually, because we've actually said in the podcast many and numerous times that Xbox is going in the wrong direction because um, they're basically they're 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 uh, putting all their games on PlayStation and Nintendo, and their money isn't doing too well. So they're obviously going in a bad direction. But I like again, guys, that's what emails are for. That's what comments are for. We like to hear disagreements so we can discuss. Uh, so this person says. Uh, yeah, Xbox is in a great position, and they are. I love the direction they're taking the industry as they continue to make an, a gaming uh, as an, an accessible medium. Now, here's where I disagree with you, uh, viewer or listener, if you're listening to this. This is where I disagree with that comment. The reason I disagree is because it. it, it and I, I, I get. First of all, I'd say I understand the comment. I understand where it's coming from because this is this is the thing. On the surface, Xbox looks like it's in a good position, and it does because on the surface, Xbox becoming 
uh, friends with PlayStation and Nintendo, it looks good on the surface. It's like, oh wow, they're ex they're making their games more accessible. They're getting Xbox recognised even more in the gaming industry by becoming friends with these two big competitors. Uh, so on the surface, that does look good. You know, the Xbox games are now available on PlayStation and Nintendo. It's going to bring more money to Xbox. That's what it looks like. On the surface, and maybe for a few, maybe the first two to three years. But the problem is, this is where I disagree with you, it's not a good position at all. Because it's not going to keep that up. If they, the more they keep that up by um, dropping, putting all their games into other, other, other uh, companies' devices, it's not going to bring them the amount of money they need to keep the company open. And the whole reason why they started doing this is because they're struggling financially. So I, I recommend you go and look at what Xbox have said and put out a statement. Because Xbox actually put out a statement a couple of months ago saying they're struggling with the company. Uh, they're struggling with money. Uh, for some reason, I don't know why, because Xbox is a really popular gaming franchise, but they're struggling with money. They really are struggling. Um, and they said they don't know what to do. And now they're putting all their games onto Nintendo. And they've even gone as low as to say they want... Uh, they want to have Nintendo games on their Xbox, which is never going to happen um, because that's just for ludicrous. Nintendo would never do that. Never, Nintendo would never, ever have their games on another console. We'll never see that happen in the next million years. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I understand what this comment's saying, saying that it's in a great position, but the reason I disagree uh, is because it's not going to be good for long. Like, they, they, if they keep this up for the next few years, it's going to be very bad news. It's going to be... Xbox shuts down because the money will start the, the very fact that money is not doing too well right now and the fact that there's no longer there's no longer an Xbox exclusive now because Xbox is putting all their games on other devices it's just going to mean chaos for the company and eventual shutdown I apologize for the hoover in the background there's someone hoovering in my house if you can hear it but yes, that's my answer to you, uh, viewer. Um, but yeah, I think Xbox is not in a good position. But thank you for writing in and telling us what you think. Again, please do this, guys. If you want to be like this viewer and send in your question, you can do that by sending in your questions or comments to our YouTube channel or our email, jrsgaming135 at gmail.com. That's it for this week, guys. Um, I'm going to go now. This has been a very good, interesting episode with just me. Next week, don't worry, I'll be, I'll be back here with Robin. So we'll continue our... You can hear his voice again. And it'll be good again. And less awkward. Because <laughs> it's just me. But anyway, until then, please subscribe or follow us on whatever platform you're listening from. And leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, as this will help us out greatly and get the podcast around. Our socials will be in the description below, our Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, website, and Discord server. But until then, it's a goodbye from me.